0: Hi. Hi. (laughs) Long time no see. Yeah. Yeah, let's just catch up while we're doing the show okay okay let's
1: do it great idea
0: okay well welcome everybody to this week's episode of squint cast my name is kelly and i'm Brittany. and today we are going to eventually talk about <laughs> bones season three episode <laughs> 11 titled the player under pressure Do-do-do-do. which is actually season two episode 19 and this is gonna be we're gonna talk a lot about season two here yes and
1: you you can tell this is a season two episode honey there's so many
0: things like it's wow wow and also (laughs) very weird sex stuff so uh
1: hmm. yes but it ties in buckle up season two buckle up First, we're going to
0: talk about our Spotify wrapped lists.
1: Yes. Keep in mind
0: that I'm a huge Spotify user and you are going to be basically telling me all of what Mark <laughs>
1: listens to. Just it's, <laughs> This is literally just what Mark listens to. Also, do you want me to, well, this is, Um. well, this is loading. Do you want to, do you want me to tell you about the writer and the director of this episode? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So that's loading. Um, so the writer is a person named No Problem, Janet Tomorrow, who we mentioned in the last episode because she wrote the last episode, The Man in the Mud. And this is her final episode that she's written of bones. Okay. So she did Aliens in a spaceship. (laughs) It could have been. Yeah, actually, wait. No, it would have been her second. (laughs) Aliens in a Spaceship, season two, episode nine. Yes. Player under pressure, originally season two, episode 19. Correct. now season 3 episode 11 and the man in the mud season 3 episode 10 so we talked her talked about her quite a bit last time she is the writer showrunner and series creator of rizzoli and isles yes she went on to do great things everything is wonderful <laughs> Je- <laughs> and, and on that note everything is wonderful mm. jessica landau is the other person is the sorry the director of this episode Yes. And interestingly enough, this was the only episode. No, that's not true. This is she had she directed two episodes. The only episode this season that she directed, which the, the player under pressure, which mm. is the first episode ever that she directed of Bones. Okay. And then the next episode and the last episode she'll direct is season four, episode 11, The Bone That Blew. Season so,
0: four. okay. Okay.
1: I was trying so she's to just in and out
0: figure out this director's filmography they it's interesting. don't seem to have done much since no lots early of shorts 2000s.
1: 2012 was the last thing she did yeah she's mainly so, an editor it looks like
0: okay okay sometimes you'd have to when there's going to be a writer's strike you got to get the editor to come in and direct
1: you know it's just one of those things True. Right? That is very interesting. Yeah, and her Wikipedia page is extremely short. Okay, but she's still with us, correct? I think so. It doesn't say that she
0: is no longer with us, but... I always wonder that because if they stop working yeah, like this level, it's like what happened? Either they died or they just went and had kids or something.
1: <laughs> or they like went on to do something completely random and oh, different. Oh yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah. So... I don't know. She does not seem to. She just kind of seems to have disappeared from Hollywood a little bit, but that's fine. Interesting. Moving on. Moving you want to talk about your uh, wrapped Moving on. Okay. Wayne, listen Apparently... to 69 gen- genres, by the way. How many did you listen to?
0: Oh, that's a good question because I listened to 1,092 songs. Okay, Um,
1: how do I get there? Oh, 1,991 songs was Mark. I listened to 644 artists.
0: I played this one song by Beastie Boys a lot and i just want you to know that i do i have played my music at the gym like people get me to play music at the gym all the time oh that's awesome beastie boys shows up a lot and this one is shake your rump by the beastie boys
1: have you heard of beast of this song shake your rump i don't think i have the beastie boys i've heard of but shake your rump maybe though i you know i'm bad with names Wayne, or Wayne, Mark listened to 1,427 artists. Wow! But one, one came out on top. Who's that? The Tragically Hip. That actually oh. surprises me. Really? I knew it would be up there, but I didn't expect it to be oh my God. the one. Oh, yeah. This oh, is awesome.
2: Wait for I to
0: and and you be picking time that's how it go.
2: You
1: I think
0: you your shake What run. is
1: that song called?
0: It's called Shake your rump
1: shake your rump
0: shake your shake. rump by the busy boys
1: that's awesome anyway i'm not gonna to do you. this
0: for the whole thing i promise i just thought it would be funny to play shake your rump because apparently i play that the that
1: most um, that's your top song top song number one <laughs> Beasy boys so <sighs>
0: All right. It's not that I don't want to talk about this episode, but.
1: <laughs> there are some have... aspects of it that are meh.
0: Brittany, there are questions I have. There are things I need to know. I need to understand. <laughs> There's stuff going on in this episode. I just don't. I just cannot. I cannot
1: abide. I cannot abide. No, it's it's definitely outdated. And then also. Usually. Sh- okay. Usually, because I watched the episodes multiple times, usually, like, the first time I watched the episode, I either remember it, and, like, as we're going through it, because I've seen these all these episodes before, I, as I'm going through it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's who the killer is. Right. This time, I couldn't remember. But then I you watched couldn't? it. No. But I watched it, and I was like, oh. Okay. Get it. And then I rewatched it, like, at least two... Two more. I'm trying to think. Two anyway. At least twice. Maybe three. There might have been a third. Anyway, at least twice more. Two more times, and I was watching throughout the episode, and in my opinion, there was no indication that this person was the murderer. Nope. And we're going to talk about
0: that because there is a point in this episode when something happens. There's something going on, and I'm shaking yeah. my head, going, knowing what I know now. About yes. What,
1: how this ends up. Yes, I
0: cannot believe that this is same. happening right now. We
1: know. Okay, we're talking about the same part for sure. Are you sure? Are you sure? Oh, hundred percent. Okay, confident. let's let's figure out if we're
0: talking about the same thing. Because okay. I was like, I was like, they are
1: wild for this. They are wild for this. Wild. Oh, it's insane. Okay. But, okay. Should we get started? Yes, please. You start uh, the
0: show. We can be. Uh... We can get quick about it. I don't think we need to spend too much time on the details, but... No, I don't think we
1: need much. And Because of that, I think a lot of these scenes will go quickly. Yeah. We start with a typical season two episode dialogue (laughs) between Brennan and Booth. Where they're bickering ah, at each other, the shade, the and shade, Brendan is all. correcting him. Mm-hmm. And Booth is like, I'm a jock, I, why would you uh <laughs> treat me like this? Anyway, but the whole idea is she's all shocked that there are so many people on campus because okay, I guess I should set the they're going to a university gymnasium, <laughs> that is where the uh this victim died. So they're on campus at this university and Brennan is shocked. She's walking with Booth because she doesn't like to drive separately. Where's her car? Who knows? But they're walking together. And she's like, wow, there are a lot of people on this campus. Because the year prior, she had given a a speech on some topic we don't need to get into. Something fancy. And only four people (laughs) showed up to her talk and the whole campus was dead because there was some huge basketball game across the country so no one wanted to come to her talk everyone just wanted to go and watch sports and she was like oh stupid <laughs> but booth is like yeah of course why would i why would anyone want to go to your talk when they could go and have beer and sex and watch basketball <laughs> Duh, Brennan. Anyway, that's how we start. It's very it from the get go. I'm glad that we had this conversation before we delved into this episode. Yeah, because like b- before we even watched it. Because when I was watching it, I was like, "Yeah, this is season two. Very season wow. two. Wow,
0: very season two. it Was crazy." There's so where there's what? what were we gonna say?
1: There's no like sexual tension between them.
0: None. Like None. zero. None. Which is
1: very season three. So anyway, sorry, go on.
0: Where are we? Where'd you end up? I'm trying to remember. So, Just now that we arrived? so they
1: walk in. Yeah, we've arrived. We're now in the
0: gymnasium. In the gymnasium. And it seems that a student who opened the gym smelled something gross, called for help, and the campus police came. There's a guy there yeah. who's the chief of the campus police named Chief Cutler. We meet Justine, who's the one who opened the door, and uh, they discovered some remains. Both uh, Booth and Brennan venture behind the bleachers where these remains happen to be to inspect this sort of gloopy pile of disgusting stuff. It's like strained out of a sieve or something. Uh, Brennan yeah. identifies I was them as.
1: What? I was eating the first time I watched this episode. <laughs> It was really gross. Anyway, go on. Sorry. <laughs> uh,
0: Brennan, Brennan identifies the, the person as male. Booth uh, asks Booth if he can smell, quote unquote, that. And he's like, you're kidding, right? And Brennan's like, not the decomp, you dumbass. So the alcohol, like she can smell booze. Yeah. So Booth assumes that it's this vagrant who got caught under the bleachers. And then they accordion shut these retractable bleachers on him. And he got squished through this grate. Then Ruth gets so startled by the squeaking sound and Brennan gets all excited because she finds this huge, unfrightened rat and picks it up by the tail. (laughs) And she subsequently, like, finds this litter of baby rats among the remains. So, so many. There were just like three or four little babies. There I weren't think there that were more many. than that. No, there were okay. more. Okay, I'm looking. We look up. it up, Sorry. and I'm going to keep talking. Keep going. So, <laughs> Brennan wants to bag up these rodents as evidence, and Booth asks the campus policeman Cutler to grab some kind of receptacle to put the rats in. Brennan wants them to cut out the floor underneath the remains and part of the wall where the grate is, where the more of the remains have been pushed through. So that's an interesting thing, and it's it's kind of funny when you see it later, actually. Yes. So then, as this chief of the campus police comes over with this bag, Booth notices that he's wearing a ring, a 1982 championship ring from the university where they are, and Booth knows exactly who this guy is. Apparently, this chief Cutler from the campus police was a star of the team in 1982 and was drafted by the Detroit, Detroit Pistons. Cutler Oops. then...
1: what? So I'm just saying, oops, this guy was like, super important to the team. And now he's dead.
0: <laughs> no, Cutler is the chief of the campus police who offers
1: the bag. Oh, I'm totally to no, cut that out. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to get to the.
0: <laughs> okay, Brittany. Well, we're going to get will- there. I'll tell you when we get there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Please. Anyway, so Cutler seems like a major depressive. This guy's like super depressed because he didn't make it to the Pistons so he fucked up his knees. Anyway, Booth is chatting up this Cutler dude. Brennan finds a huge gold chain enveloped in the victim's remains that has a pendant with the number 11 on it. Then Booth and Cutler know exactly who this person is. Turns out it's this dude, R.J. Manning, who is a star player on this university basketball team.
1: As previously spoiled by Brittany.
0: <laughs> Here's my question. I'm gonna tell you something. I grew up in a town with a university called Mount Allison University. Mount Allison University back in the 80s had some great athletes, really great athletes. We had great teams, hockey team, basketball team, uh, swim team, we had great, great athletes, okay? And I had huge crushes on a lot of them because they were like handsome and like they were very athletic and very serious. I love them. Makes sense. Ask me one of their names right now.
1: Who was one of, what was one of their
0: names? Honey. I have no fucking clue. Like, I don't know anything about these people because you know what? You know what? We're talking like, okay, Booth saying this guy was 1982. It's now 2007. How many years is that for God's sake?
1: Yeah, that's a long time.
0: 25 years.
1: But I justified because Booth is a betting man that maybe he was betting on these oh, a games
0: Interesting. yeah
1: that w- i thought that as well and then I, ra- I reasoned with myself i just turned my internet off so my phone so that i could
0: <laughs>
1: it was still- i'm just gonna let
0: everybody know that Brittany, this whole time has been looking for the number of oh! baby rats you're totally right
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was so I love- sure there's only three oh, of them. There's only tiny little babies. I They're thought kinda... for sure. Oh, I'm trying to <laughs> tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you don't
0: have to show me. You're preaching to the converted. I know there's three or four of them for sure.
1: I thought there was so many more. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I'm gonna anyway just be grown out. Go on. During all this,
0: <laughs> Brennan, it does not give a shit about any of this stuff. She thinks it's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. And I, the way she says it, too, like when, when uh, Booth starts rhyming off this guy's statistics and all this, and Brennan's like, well, it's not going to do him any good now. He's a little bit dead. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's not going to make it to the NBA now. And he didn't even have to ruin his knees. Like, he just all <laughs> <long> died. <laughs> anyway, and then we have oh my God.
0: our intro. Our intro. Bum 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 ba 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 na na I don't know what that is that you're singing every time. I don't time. know
1: either. Honestly, I sing a lot now. Like I I love to I sing. love, I love, love, I to, love sing. to sing. Me? Me? I love to sing. I love to sing. So I love to sing, but I don't do it that often except that um with Wayne, Wayne is very he loves to sing and he loves to dance but like at the level of a toddler but still so like <sighs> I'm constantly singing with him now like jingle bells we wish you a merry christmas like oh my god anyway I'm a, basically a toddler performer over here so right I don't get paid for it but you know
0: <laughs> how's his uh his tone can he hold a,
1: can he hold a note like what's going on he can which is like wild like you can he sings a song and you can you know it's the song Even if he's not saying, like, exactly the right words. Because sometimes he'll kind of, like, mumble, like, parts he doesn't know. He'll, like, mumble them. But he's, like, he's, he got, he has the tune, which is really cool. I
0: had a client. She had this kid. And her kid was, like, an actress. She was born, like, to perform. And she's, like, this little red-headed girl. like, "Ah!" she's, like, constantly performing. So cute. And her mother, the client, was... Like a trained opera singer, and it drove her insane. It drove her insane to listen to her kids sing because it was so off key. It would drive her nuts, (laughs) right? And she'd roll her eyes all the time, like, "Oh God, here she goes again." Like, but she never like she always encouraged her, but she just yeah. But behind her back,
1: she'd be like, uh
0: Anyway, fast forward to today. The kid is like performing in musicals on, in Toronto and everything. She's in like the major production, the pantomime that's going on this Christmas.
1: Are she's you already serious? been on TV.
0: Oh, now she's doing she's a little actress now. She was wow. born to do it. She's, like one of those kids that yeah. just wants to be a performer and it's just yeah. like, wow. <laughs> she's just in it. She followed
1: her dream.
0: Well, yeah, she had her parents
1: too that supported her. Like her mom well, support even and she was in that world too which is awesome
0: well that's the thing like her mother was like you know what if she's gonna do all this singing i'm gonna get her some lessons because i cannot yeah I can't do this and it's so funny because my mother was a mezzo soprano herself she was a singer, and she hated it when I sang. She hated it. What? And she would tell me, you can't sing your way out of a paper bag. She always told me that. You can't sing your way out of a paper bag, Kelly. I'd be like, okay, anyway, la, 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 Bitch, please.
1: <laughs> you are a great singer. Oh, but I mean, like... like, respectfully, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter
0: anymore. It's okay. <laughs> but bitch, please, bitch. No, you please. you have a great
1: voice. I love to hear you. Oh, like,
0: my, I'll, 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 get her ashes and sing. <laughs> sing at her all, the all time. day. I like all that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that one?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> nightmare. Back of <at> the
1: lab. <laughs> um. Okay, so we're back at the lab. We're trying to figure out if this person, this victim, was murdered. Or if they just suffered a very unfortunate accident, we learned something very interesting. I think, uh, and that is the difference between powdering and
2: mm-hmm.
1: crushing. Basically, so if there's powdering, yeah. then if if on the bones there's powdering, then that would indicate that they were that there's blunt force trauma (BFT). Mm. We have and, um bft <laughs> and then <laughs> if it is if it's just like multiple breaks and whatever then it would just be like okay yeah the bleachers crush this person and that's that's too bad this mm. skull does show evidence of powdering which leads them to believe they their current working theory until they can prove otherwise mm. is that rj manning was murdered
0: mm-hmm. but
1: so. But Hodgins
0: is kind of arguing that, like trying to challenge Zach on this theory a little yeah. bit. And then Hodgins starts lamenting the loss of this player and how the team is going to really so like weird. notice the loss. And I'm like, okay, never mind this guy's friends and family, like his family and friends. Nobody gives a shit about his family. They all want to talk about how the team, oh, yeah. the team, the team. And then Zach the Wunderkind starts talking about RJ's stats. So this is back in the day when Zach was a basketball fan, I guess. Remember? Yeah. The end of season one, wasn't it? Where he was like this this basketball dude. Yeah. Anyway, sometimes he likes basketball. Sometimes he doesn't. He knows and he doesn't know.
1: But Zach in this episode, again, sorry to bring up season two versus season three again, but... That's what we're going to do the whole time. He is. Like, (laughs) this is definitely filmed in season two, because in season three, he's freaking weird. Like, he's very antisocial. He's very full of himself. Doesn't want to listen to people. Is not friendly. But here he's got this kind of weird camaraderie with Hodgins again, and they kind of cam doesn't have that same authority over them yet it, it there's definitely there's been a lot of character development since season two so we've kind of jumped back in time a little bit which is interesting
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think they're gonna try to um brennan gives zach the the job to classify the skull fractures which means that he's gonna have to recreate the skull which mm-hmm. is his fave he loves to do that and um, Hodgins gets to look at the victim's clothing. And... Yeah, but
0: we need to mention this is interesting this little interaction between Hodgins and Brennan, because Brennan tells Zach to put the skull back together. Like we all know, the skull went through a grate, so it's in tiny little pieces. And he has oh, to. Oh, yeah. So Zach Hodgins makes a joke about Zach going to be there all weekend, like gluing those little pieces of skull back together. And then. Brennan snaps back at him and goes, Well, actually, this is gonna keep you pretty busy, Hodgins, like looking at all the detritus and stuff, right? So and he was like somewhat humbled. Somewhat humbled.
1: Somewhat for sure.
0: Not enough, in my opinion. Plus that Hodgins' hair is a clear indicator of what season this is.
1: Yes. Also his attitude. He's in season two, I found him to be very full of himself, very annoying. Season three, oh. his character is much more palatable. Oh. So really, you think Zach, so? Yes. And <laughs> season three, uh, I just wanted on the record that Kelly, Kelly uh, loves Hodgins in season three. No, and, that's uh, not true.
0: <laughs> he has had moments where I have tolerated him and that he's shown some potential of being less <laughs> of an insane, creepy gross person and then i remember i remember all every so things. often
1: <laughs> I'm just and, like nope. and this is a oh this episode is a big reminder of his creepiness which is unfortunate uh, so, so spe- speaking of rj's family um yes. he does have family uh he has a sister and a brother which is or sorry si- sis- yeah two sister sisters and a, yeah two sisters i oh, said yes. sister and a brother and i was like wait a second So, anyway, so his two sisters are there, and we get some information that their parents have passed away, which is quite unfortunate. But in in their parents' place, they have this very helpful guy, this mentor, who was a huge mentor to RJ, uh, named Mr. Francis. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Mr. Francis has taken it upon himself to come to this meeting with the two sisters. And they can hardly believe that their brother is dead. They're like, well, maybe someone else is wearing his medallion. Are you sure you have him? And it's like, okay, it's been like a long time, like quite a few days. You would think you would have heard from your brother by now. Like, I get that they would not want him to be dead. But anyway, so um, hmm. they kind—they of, don't really have much to help them with other than to point them point them in the direction of rj's girlfriend who is a cheerleader for the same university um and so yeah they're gonna go and talk to the cheer the cheerleader his girlfriend they're gonna go talk to his coach as well because he was big into basketball the coach would have been the other person that he would have been spending a lot of time with right But the sisters themselves weren't that helpful to the... I didn't find them. They were grieving.
0: Well, they were given very short shrift. The family's barely acknowledged in this whole situation. I just thought yeah, very, 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 very strange. Definitely. So next, we're back at the lab.
1: (laughs) Back at the lab.
0: And we have Hodgins. And he's going to conduct an experiment. Mm -hmm. Very season two. He's in... He's in his uh, his special experiment room slash office, wrapping a turkey around a fake skull. <laughs> Cam walks in while he's doing this, and he and Zach are trading barbs at each other. They're, they're bickering. And uh, the plan is to push this turkey-covered skull through a grate to see how it affects the skull <laughs> and try to determine whether that was how RJ was killed to sort of eliminate that. As one of the methods. Yeah. Hodgins has also mentioned something that he's put some kind of substance, a gelatinous substance in the skull to emulate brain matter. Okay. Yeah. So they begin the experiment and everyone's wearing safety goggles. Okay. I'm just going to mention like, okay, that's all they're wearing is safety goggles and they're standing literally uh, maybe a foot, two feet away from the grate that they're going to push us through. They push the turkey through the grate and the thing freaking explodes everywhere. And the quote unquote brain matter is all over the place. And Cam tastes it and it's made of ambrosia salad.
1: Why she would taste it when it came from a raw turkey?
0: Also, the raw turkey is a problem. I have a real problem with the raw turkey situation <laughs> because like, there has to be pieces of raw turkey flying around there, too. Ugh, this, whole so thing, gross. this whole it's thing, this whole thing is just meant to be absolutely disgusting. Regardless, Zach determines based on that experiment, there's no powdering, as we discussed earlier yeah. from the experiment. Therefore, RJ was struck in the head. Therefore, he was murdered. Yeah. And then we move to a scene. I think that's happening simultaneously
1: as this experiment. Where do we yeah. go, Brittany? Then we're going to have a little bit of a car conversation, which they, Booth and Brennan, do they have a lot of car conversations in season three? I think they still kind of do. But season I feel like three, this is they're like... always in
0: the car. Are you kidding me? They were in the car so much. Like I think in the last episode
1: they drive I all feel the like time season two well season two i guess this started in season two they are always in the car i'm really i'm really grasping at straws here you really are this this is not a season three season two comes later fine fine okay anyway so they're thinking that booth and brennan are on different pages in terms of how important this rj manning guy is this booth is like uh okay There's actually millions of dollars at stake here. And Brendan's like, okay, what are you talking about? So he thinks that there could have been possibly something going on with this guy being like a super famous dude. And maybe someone would want to kill him for that with all the money at stake and other things. Anyway, so they have proved that... We find out at this moment, which is why you're saying that it was at the same time, but we find out that, in fact, RJ was murdered. So, anyway, it's kind of, if I found it, it was kind of like a filler scene, but they basically are just bickering again.
0: They're talking about, Booth explains to her that he was also, he was a college athlete himself. And my question was to you, was he? I don't remember him ever talking about being an athlete in college. He's never no. talked about this before. And we. this also, is our conflict. To the Army. How young was he when he joined the Army, exactly? Yeah. A, B, this is a guy who's like 38, 39, maybe 40, tops at this point, and he's been to the Army. He's been a policeman. He's an FBI agent. Like, I don't know about this whole college uh, career. Anyway. Yeah. The whole point of this is the setting up – um Brennan and Booth having this conflict about their, you know, how they view sports and yeah. as a spectator, as an athlete. And she doesn't get it. Brennan is being particularly obtuse um, yes. in this situation, and she continues to be obtuse about it. I understand she's her argument about, like, why do these people get paid millions of dollars to bounce a ball? yeah, And then she doesn't understand why people watch it. And Booth says it's about you know escaping yourself being outside of yourself and she compares yeah. it to drinking and drugging basically like getting drunk and using yeah. drugs watching sports because you're escaping from yourself anyway yeah i just yeah, you did a much better job of that that was a perfect well, song i, I just, just seen it's just this this <laughs> argument they're having about the sports 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 it's just like yeah okay
1: <laughs> well and it doesn't get better no it doesn't we just go straight to the gym and we go straight to the gym there's a bunch of cheerleaders sitting on the benches is this the same gym that rj manning was murdered in okay just a question okay <laughs> i
0: know you're gonna talk about this but this is so crazy to me because they get to the gym they want to talk to the coach the coach is like you know boom like talking to the giving players. an inspirational speech Yeah, but like basically, he's like, you know, suck it up, you know, uh, we're going to get together. No tears. Stronger, no tears. I'm just like, okay. And (laughs) like, I'm sorry, but Booth and Brennan arrive there to talk to this coach, and he basically says, like, Oh, you better interview these players quick because you know I want them to move on. Why does everybody that is so season two like wanting everybody to move on? Hurry up and move on. Hurry up and and just get over it. This gym is this the same gym? Like you said, shouldn't (laughs) this be gym? If this is a crime scene, but it's a murder. They should have it taped off, and they should be like canvassing the whole school. Shut it
1: down. Shut but it not- down. <laughs> basketball practice has to go on, and not just basketball practice. The cheerleaders must cheer. They got, they gotta practice their cheerleading. Question: and Is this a religious school? Okay. Anyway, go on.
0: Yes. I have a question about <laughs> cheerleading, just quickly, and we're gonna bring this up a couple times, as I'm not a person who's a cheerleader. Did you have a cheerleading team in your high school? A. I went B? to an
1: all girls school, so no. <laughs>
0: No. So do they wear their cheer uniforms when they practice is my question. Probably. No, there's no way. Have you, you not seen the so? Netflix show cheer? Have you not seen that show? No. Brittany, you would love cheer.
1: I probably would. <laughs> it's amazing. I really, the people are, I really would. I know exactly what it's about. It's just about cheer squads, but they don't yeah. wear their, their
0: uniforms when they're that's for show day. That's for that's for game day.
1: Well, these girls do in this. Oh, they wear show. them a
0: lot. <laughs> just in case they, you didn't know, they were cheerleaders. Everybody,
1: God, they can't just be wearing regular clothes. God, no, I wouldn't know who they were. <laughs> so they're all in their cheer uniforms, Sorry. and suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> and the coach is all so. B- Booth and Brennan are watching on. Is this like? unbelievable situation unfolds with this very famous actor by the way he was in chicago fire he was once engaged to lady gaga his name what are is you talking about that one of the basketball players what is his name sorry one second I what basketball quickly.
0: players we're talking to the cheerleaders to now aren't we
1: no the basket I'm, I'm the basketball players were there
0: one uh, second. i thought they I went finish. away though he's like the coach dismissed them
1: yeah, I'm I'm just I want to tell you who what his name was. While you look that up. Yes. The,
0: all the basketball players get dismissed to go like remember their friend and then come back serious the next day
1: after they and give an out loud prayer. Apparently um, there's
0: a famous person in the in the basketball is. team and then Booth and Bread and Gold. Oh yeah, go on. Taylor Kinney. Taylor Kinney. K-E or K-I?
1: K-I-N-N-E-Y. Kenny. He is a smoke show. Is he? Oh, yeah. In my
0: opinion. Oh, okay. Interesting. He's
1: hot. He's so hot. He's so hot.
0: Okay, so the basketball players go away. Booth and Brennan are there. Brennan's like, what do we do now? Then friggin' Booth goes... Well, we got to find out which one of these cheerleaders is RJ's girlfriend.
1: Which one of these pretty girls? Yeah, but
0: wouldn't they already know this information by now?
1: You would think so. Um, He's and in the very FBI, Brittany. Yes, FBI, 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 and also they know her name. They already, they already told the sisters. Said it was said her name was Dallas Verona. They said that in the last scene.
0: I didn't write down
1: her name once. I didn't her know what her is name Dallas. was. She's a cheerleader named Dallas. It's it's that's insane. Yeah. Anyway, this girl. <laughs> oh, oh boy. So she she's in the interrogation room with Booth and Brennan at the at the FBI. She's there by herself, which is interesting Mm. because i don't know how old she would actually be but i guess old Mm. enough to go by herself but that's fine Brittany, we're moving on don't
0: even get me started on that shit but then they have this awkward
1: oh yeah they have this awkward conversation with her like asking her if she was sexually active and she's like obviously he was like really hot and like in such good shape so obviously we boned all the time like give me a break (laughs) it was just every day except for game day obviously anyway she was like she was so annoying <laughs> you didn't like so, her no i found her so annoying oh but, i
0: liked her i thought she was great
1: oh we have different opinions on this especially yeah, we're gonna, i thought we're gonna she come was back very... to this later
0: i liked her a lot because she was very like uh she wasn't stupid i liked her
1: yeah well go on we she rj was apparently very stressed out he always wanted to win he was worried about his midterms and he had hit mr francis which is an important point she didn't know why but she does know that she did that he did it and he felt really bad about it so probably that's the next person that we need to talk about because and she didn't know before this scene either that they thought rg was murdered Right. There, there was talk that so that that was speculate that there was speculation. They thought that, but now they tell them tell her like officially. Yeah, he was murdered.
0: No, they didn't tell her. She figured it yeah. out based on the line of well, questioning. She's
1: like, oh, they think like Mr. Francis is right that you think RJ was murdered. Me, I find her annoying. She didn't
0: sound like that at all, Brittany. <laughs> You're so funny. She was very confident and calm, very and I liked her a lot. Calm. I liked her. You're making my her opinion- sound like a whiny little baby.
1: You <laughs> hated her. her. My opinion of her changed so much later. I think maybe that's I didn't. Why.
0: I thought she was very. She knew what she
1: wanted. I like that. True. Okay. Oh my god. I'm gonna make yeah, you come around. Scene.
0: I will never like Hodges, but I'm gonna make you change your mind about this one.
1: But Dallas will both like Dallas. Her I'm gonna make you love episode. her. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about this next scene? This is such a season Oh my God. This is like the most (laughs) ridiculous
0: cartoon scene I've ever seen in my life. We're back at the lab. We have Hodgins. And he's excited because like he couldn't find any shit on the body, but he found all these maggots that have all the toxins in them. So he's, he's got these wiggling, gross maggots. I hate maggots. Maggots gross me out so hard Oh, they're disgusting there's something like so like it makes me like right now like gets my back up like it makes me like like
1: me and cotton balls yes (laughs) what What? oh yeah i have like i can't touch cotton balls no yeah
0: (laughs) are you like that lady in the jerry springer show where they bring out the person (laughs) wearing cotton
1: balls no, you I ever feel, see that? If I have to, yes. Did you ever see that? <laughs> oh my that. god, it's if I had to touch, like, I have only thrown out one piece of Wayne's art, I've actually kept it all from daycare because it was all made of cotton insane. balls. Insane, but there was a cloud that he made out of cotton balls, and I was like, I can't, no, this is it's beautiful, but it's garbage. That
0: is so funny, Brittany. Anyway, wild maggots, wild. cotton balls, same,
1: same. Go on, anyway, maggots and a. <laughs>
0: beaker, whatever. So he has to take these maggots for some reason and put them in a blender. And he's talking to Cam while he's doing this. And Cam is watching him do this. And as she sees him dump the maggots into this blender, she looks at the blender and she's like, is is that my blender? And then he starts blending up the maggots.
1: <laughs> and he, he keeps talking. Keeps
0: going. He just keeps going talking about the maggots and the toxins. And, and she's like, no, no. Is that my blender? Where did you get that blender? And he's like, Mag is blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Hey, did you get this blender out of the kitchen? Is this my personal blender? Like, and she asked him to check the bottom for her initials. And it says, you know, property of cam, whatever, SES, whatever. And he goes, Oh woman. yeah, actually the, yeah, that's what it says. So it's her personal blender from the kitchen. And he, and she's like, looking at him, mortified. She's mortified that he's blending up these maggots. And he goes, don't worry about it. I'll rinse it out. And Cam's face. This is, I think, if this is season two, this is the beginning of her face and how she has to deal with these people. Right? Like, we've been talking a lot about her face and how she reacts to their absolute like, like, the way they act. She just, the way she reacts to them is just but this face is classic can.
1: I feel like season three, though, she would have shut that down. Like while it was happening, she should have been like, no, no. Listen to me, Hodgins. Is that my blender? Like she wouldn't have <laughs> let him ignore her. So anyway, we go back to this gym where possibly RJ Manning died, but everyone's hanging out. I don't know. I mean, anyway, they're just it's just the two of them, Booth and Brennan, and they're continuing their bickering. Because, quite frankly, Brennan, like you said, she's being very obtuse about this whole sports situation. She's calling, she's telling Booth that the only reason, anthropologically, that boys even play sports, or men even play sports, was initially, it was like, okay, we gotta prep for our battle. (laughs) Like, we gotta prep for battle, hone our battle skills, But instead, obviously, they don't need to do that anymore. So it's just a way for boys and men to continue to be boys and act childish. So anyway, he's not having any of that. They're standing at a basketball net. He's showing her how to shoot a ball. It's fine. She's being very rude about it. Then he gets very sick of her and he just, you're pulling up the cotton ball, lady. She, <laughs> then she, then uh, she. Anyway, listen, eventually you just get sick of her, and it's like you know what? I'm a dog. It just cut out.
0: She's running away from the cotton ball
1: mountain. She ran away from the cotton balls. I don't blame her. Just like how <laughs> Booth ran away from Brennan because she was being oh, mean wow. to him. Yeah. (laughs) Look at that segue. So and we find out that his shoulder crapped out on him. And that's the only reason that he wasn't an NBA basketball player. Otherwise, he would have gone all the way.
0: There's no way he would have gone all the way. He's too short. He's too big. Too short, too big. There's no way he would have gone all the way. He takes no. this so personally. It's absolutely so crazy. I'm sorry I interrupted with the cotton ball lady. No, it was fine. really funny. It's hilarious.
1: <laughs> Mark likes to when he, when he sees cotton balls, he's like, "Ooh." Like, oh. like opening like a thing of Advil like, oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Does
0: he wake you up Does he go over and you're just sleeping and touch your no, face with Don't
1: encourage him. Oh, I, I might actually, have to
0: send him a little note.
1: <laughs> I got this from my dad. This is this is something my dad did growing up. And I like thought it was, I was like, no, I'll never <sighs> do that. And then as I got older, I was like, oh.
0: Oh my god. Anyway, it's like dramatic. I had a friend. <laughs> I have a friend. You can't say the word button. She gets what she she freaks out like the word button she can't stand
1: it. I thought you were gonna say she like moist. Now moist she can't is hear dumb. the word moist. Moist anyway. Button so stupid. Okay, button. Hopefully she doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <sighs> button. But okay anyway day. so he walks back off day. and she's like okay well he's ridiculous so i'm just gonna stand here and you know what i'm gonna shoot this hoop and she gets it in and it's quite beautiful and, and she's then she's very proud of herself, herself. she's so yeah. she's so excited about it
0: <laughs> well here's the thing and it proves right in that moment the sense of accomplishment and that's why people do sports yeah
1: okay exactly she kind of proves to herself why people play you're talking to somebody
0: who goes to the gym five or six days a week so yes converted over here converted
1: you like sports okay okay so then do you know the song uh, i like sports and i don't care who knows anyway go on who sings that lonely island oh (laughs) it's a parody (laughs) i like sports and i don't care who knows Oh, my God. I'm very giddy. Okay, go on. Okay. Sorry. So Brennan
0: does her show, shoots her shot at the basket, gets it in, very proud of herself, runs up, runs out after Booth. He's running outside to meet up with this dude, Colby, who is the guy, the player who's taking over the victim's position on the basketball team. Brennan. Catches up to Booth and Booth yells out "Yo" to Colby to stop him, and and uh Brendan recoils at his use of the word "yo," and he goes, "You know what?" Basically tells Brendan to shut the fuck up and leave him alone. He's irritated, and he just yeah. needs some space to get over it. And Brendan doesn't get over like Brennan doesn't get it, and he says, "Listen, Brendan, I re- listen, Bones. I really like sports, you know. Just leave me alone." So then we meet Colby, and his girlfriend Celeste. Brennan and Booth are coming in hot with the whole oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, must be nice to be a starter must be nice uh, you took RJ's shot must be nice must be nice and
1: must <laughs> be nice that you murdered
0: him because yeah, you really, wanted his, his nice. spot yeah and then Celeste his girlfriend <laughs> sticks up for him immediately Colby introduces her to Booth and Brennan as Celeste Cutler who happens to be the daughter of Chief Cutler the campus policeman <laughs> And then, uh, uh would you say it's a shocker? <laughs> yeah, well, what a shocker. So Booth reasons with Celeste, saying how she must understand because her father's in law enforcement that he has to ask these questions. And then Brennan goes, Yeah, and your boyfriend direct, you know, benefits, benefits directly, you know, from RJ's death. And then this is okay. I'm just gonna go off here because Celeste goes, oh, I don't like her. I don't like her. Get her away from me. Like she's like, All oh, doesn't like Brennan because Brennan was being up front
1: she's such a drama queen this girl i'm
0: like (laughs) why does brennan get so much hate because people do this to brennan all the time they go i don't like her i don't like her who is this like i don't like her yeah and is it because she's a woman and like if it was booth asking the question would they act the same way i wonder you know
1: that's a good point i also feel like that's not real life like even if you don't like someone you don't say to their face i don't like her you also don't get away from me
0: in front of an fbi agent and the scientist who's in- investigating a case of a guy that dot 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 okay yeah dot 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 well
1: also colby is like okay celeste you're being a drama queen <laughs> yeah, I like I know yeah <laughs> you know what why don't you just go and i'll handle this um and then yeah. he apologizes for her for because her. she's really really loyal and we're just gonna come back to that later dot 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 also sorry this is off topic but i sent mark a text of a ton of dot dot dots because like an hour ago or like 30 minutes before we got on our our call yeah because i went to go like i I make his yogurt and i make i like pack the lunches whatever every night what a good wife i'm such a good wife and i see on the fridge there's this business card (laughs) well mark does all the cooking so I really am just cleaning up the dishes (laughs) and I just happened to put the food into containers, but so there's a business card for his dentist on there. And the date of his next dentist appointment is February 29th, 2024 at 5 30 PM. Oh, which is my anniversary. (laughs) At what time? At at 5 30. Yeah.
0: Fuck off dentist.
1: (laughs) I sent it to Mark. I was like, i don't think you realized what day she put on this and then he just texted me back he's like oh shit <laughs> I was, he was like oh i thought you'd be so proud that i booked my my appointment oh my <laughs>
0: god not on that day it's like you like, only get one anniversary
1: every four years god anyway so i I just sent dot, dot dot to him and the picture of the appointment i'm like uh <laughs> <laughs> do you think maybe this is a problem Oh my god. Anyway, I thought it was. Where are we? So okay, so sorry. So now we're talking to Colby alone without Celeste in the room in the space. It was outdoors anyway. Um and yeah, he he sang, listen, I was just home when at the time that RJ was killed. I I'm not replacing him just because I'm taking his position over. Like, you gotta cut me some slack here. <laughs> like, I didn't murder this guy. And it sounds like he actually can't verify his alibi because he was just hanging out alone. So now he, instead of lawyering up, he says that he wants to, he won't say anything until he speaks with Mr. Francis. Right. I don't know. that This Mr. Francis just keeps coming back again and again. Yeah. And it's yeah. very interesting to see what relationships he has with each of these players yeah. and family members. So, exactly. Anyway,
0: but the thing I loved about Colby is that he talks to them about this, all this stuff, and says, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And then he apologizes. He goes, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just can't. Mm-hmm. So he's like, not rude, not, not at, all. at all. He's just like, you know, I can't do this right now. He was like the most polite of um, yeah. everybody in this whole thing.
1: He was wonderful. I really liked his character. And yeah. and when we talked to him a little bit, when we talked to him a little bit later as well, um like you you kind of get a you get even more of a feel for him. He didn't have any intention of taking over RJ Manning's position. Like to me it seemed very obvious at this point. I was like I don't think this guy murdered RJ Manning. He's a team player. He never wanted to be a star. He said it himself like Killing R.J. Manning was not going to help him achieve something. So, yeah. Anyway, very interesting. Turns out we're back in the lab with Cam and Angela. Oh, God. (laughs) And uh, um, Cam is actually looking for Hodgins. And so she walks into Angela's office and, yeah, finds Angela, which is wonderful. Except that very unprofessionally she passes off the file that she wanted Hodgins to have with Angela and gives kind of a rundown, like, okay, let him know that the talk screen came back negative for alcohol and sedatives. Despite there being, despite the body reeking like booze, someone just poured alcohol on him. More interestingly, he was on steroids. Very interesting. And, There was some extra synovial fluid in his joints, which I don't know. We'll find out if that's a problem. But okay. So those are the three big things. Cam goes to walk away and is like, okay, you got this. Angela's like, I don't know. Like, I'll try. It just is very awkward. Yes. It's totally unprofessional, right? This is so weird. It's, it's so weird. Up.
0: I have many issues with it, especially because of what happens later. Yes. Basically, Cam is asking Angela to do something for her, for Hodgins. My first question, Hodgins has his own office. Why can't she leave that so. file in Hodgins' office?
1: Because she has an ulterior motive, I think.
0: I think so. This is yeah. a very, it turns out.
1: Very possible. I'll talk about it
0: well i was gonna say that but i was trying not to spoil it too much because what happens later (laughs) is pretty major and i find this so cunty and passive aggressive and like really weird and yeah i don't know why this is happening i at the time i was i didn't understand why this is happening Mm -hmm. and cam is really pushing angela to give Hodgins all this information and it's just like angela's acting like a dummy yeah, first of all, and really resistant and really bitchy towards Cam, who is her boss. I'm just going to remind everybody in yeah. this episode being season two, that everybody's treating Cam like with this level of disrespect that I just cannot abide.
1: But that's what's so interesting. That is very season two. Season, yes. By season three, this disrespect is not there. Right. So... I wanted to look at, sorry, while we were chatting. Yes. I wanted to look at what episode Angela uh, and Hodgins get okay. engaged.
0: Yes, because this, it wasn't till the end. It wasn't till the end.
1: I thought so.
0: Because then they got married, the, or they're going to get married the next week, remember? Because he did the shrimp thing. Anyway, yeah. I was curious because Cam mentions that they live together and. Uh, It's a very odd, because of where they've placed this episode, it's a very strange situation. And I want to talk to somebody about why it's here. Why is this episode
1: here? Yeah, it's weird that they moved it. I wonder if it's because of the writer's strike, like the timing. But
0: why didn't they air it it then?
1: I don't know. I also, Okay. They got engaged, I think. It's a shrimp season dip. two, episode 20. Yeah. After but this. what's interesting, she's wearing an engagement ring in this episode. Is she? She is. I was looking for it. In this scene, she's wearing an engagement ring. Oh. That's what's interesting to me. So I wonder if they went back and re, like, re knowing. Ah that they were going to move the the episodes okay. if they went back and like re recorded that's not the right thing you're on
0: to something here maybe Re-filmed? they put these scenes because they are so out of place in the episode they're so they? out of
1: place it's so awkward
0: i want to know if they put yeah you might be right they might have filmed those scenes and cut them in yeah but what's sh- the point
1: what's the point well, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But it's, it, I just, I thought based on the timing of when it was filmed, I was like, okay, this is weird because she wouldn't be wearing an engagement ring. But she was. And I was like, huh, interesting. Okay. Anyway. We'll talk
0: about this more later because it's, oh, I yeah, have we a have lot lots to talk things about. To say <laughs> about there.
1: Okay. Now, where okay. are we? We go to, we go to talk, well, Booth goes to talk to the coach Ah, and it's weird. I don't really know why this is happening, but the coach is up in his office, which overlooks the basketball court and he's up there watching practice, which maybe that's because he knew that that Booth had to have this um, interview with him. I don't know. So they're up in this viewing area. Coaches don't have to be there all the time. I guess so. Okay. So they're up in this viewing area and Booth is chatting with him, and Booth is not beating around the bush at all. He's telling him, okay, the talk screen for RJ Manning came back positive. Like, there's lots of reasons that you would have... Sorry, yeah, came back positive for steroids. Um, There are many, many reasons that you would have wanted to push steroids on him, because it looks really good on you if your player makes the NBA, and you get a huge bonus because of that, and You have all these incentives, and this this coach cuts him off immediately and points behind his ear and and makes him aware that because of his steroid use, he now has terminal cancer, so terminal brain cancer because of his steroid use. So, in no way, shape, or form would he have encouraged steroids because it's killing him within two years, he's expected to pass. And he has a zero because of his own issues from the past. He has a zero steroid uh, tolerance policy. So if he were to find out that any person is using steroids, they would be immediately kicked off the team. He just wants them to win. He wants them to win, but he wants them to win cleanly and he doesn't want them to get hurt. So he says booth says, listen, I'm going to have to pursue the steroid thing. I, okay. I understand you're not involved whatever, but I need to need to figure out what's going on. And yeah, the coach gives him full reins and says, listen, you don't need a warrant. You can get urine samples from every one of these kids. If they don't want to give you a sample, they're off the team. I don't care.
0: There's no way that this would be allowed. I think that parents not would chance not like there'd be there's got to be a rich parent somewhere that's being like you're not doing that don't you dare give them yeah. anything like there's you know they would all lawyer up there's <laughs> no advocacy it's very very strange no and i didn't know that you could get brain cancer from steroids as an i do not know that either thing i had no steroids
1: idea. are really bad for you
0: oh my god and they're so bad reasons
1: obviously <clears throat> she's but right. anyway it's most interesting it's a night it's like a weird nice little break from uh, like to me this scene it was just like this nice little aside from the rest of the episode that was important to the rest of the episode but uh, their conversation it was very it was not i don't know i just i like the scene (laughs) i can't explain why it It was was pretty crazy uh, though edition yeah it was crazy
0: that he was like oh immediately I have brain cancer. I'm going to die. I'm not interested in the money. I don't want to move up to the NBA as a coach. Yeah. Like I'm, this is it. Don't tell anybody,
1: but there's no way I would yeah. allow this to go on. Take my players pee. And if they don't want to give it to you, then they're off the team. Exactly. Just go do your thing. So they did. No, not one of the players put up a fight. It would appear because <laughs> in the next scene, Cam and Brennan are, are already uh, talking about the samples. And none of the samples show steroid use. However, two of the samples came back positive for a drug that's known to treat gonorrhea, which would explain the extra synovial fluid that we talked about in in RJ's joints. So it would appear that he had gonorrhea when he died. And two members of the team also had gonorrhea when he died. Hmm. So that's not... Or still... They still have it. Not not necessarily. Well, they probably had it when he died, but also now. So the other thing is there are two urine samples that came back with identical levels of antibiotic. Yeah. So one player is protecting another. So there actually probably is a player that's using steroids. But one of the players with gonorrhea gave a double sample. Yes. So anyway, very interesting.
0: (sighs) sometimes i don't know man the way the, taylor the places Keeney
1: this comes in next <laughs> yes
0: your friend taylor comes in he's not a nice guy anyway no. next uh booth is interrogating two of the players from the basketball team and booth tells them one of them is taking steroids the other one's being treated for the clap <laughs> i love how they call gonorrhea the clap Which just clap. so funny booth <laughs> players uh both players Screw up their stories. Like, kind of screw up and kind of tell on themselves. <laughs> <They're> so dumb. <laughs> this one particular dude comes the pretty the clean about the clap. Because <laughs> he doesn't really care. Like, he just had to get an antibiotic oh, yeah. shot in the ass. He doesn't give a shit. And his friend who's taking steroids is like, fuck you, man. Like, you're supposed to cover for me. But, like, you know, when it comes to murder, maybe not. Okay, yeah, guys? No. Like, let it go. You're not that close. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, Booth tells the guy with gonorrhea to read and leave. And the other guy's really pissed. He's like, why does he oh, get yeah. to go? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you're an idiot. You <laughs> so here's Booth's theory. I love this. Every This is another season two thing where they always have these theories. And they approach people who are possible suspects. And they start, like, immediately downloading this theory onto them about how they killed this person. And I'm just like, is that a season three thing, too? Or is it just me? Like... <clears throat> I feel I like know, it's evolved. I know, I know they bounce around ideas and they they discuss theories when they're driving or at the lab yeah. or something. But I don't see them doing this a lot in season three, where they're like directly going to these <laughs> suspects and no. saying, "You
1: did it because blah blah blah." They, yeah, and it's then every person they have to it's be like, like, "No, just what are you talking about?" They <laughs>
0: have these theories, but anyway, I mean, who am I to say? I mean, the what the the motorbicy- motorcycle racing one—they were throwing theories around all over the place, regardless. So
2: That's it too. <sighs> that end was end just last day,
0: episode. Yeah, I know. At the end of the day, this player that uh, is taking steroids adamantly denies killing RJ because RJ made him look really good and like he could have gone to the European leagues or maybe even the NBA given how much they collaborated on the court and stuff yeah so now Booth wants to know where he's getting these steroids because it's kind of key and then of course this dude doesn't want to give up his source but then booth's like well okay but then you'll have to pee in a cup and write out this form which is going to be logged in your thing and everybody's going to know and you're not going to go any further like you're going to get cut out you're not going to you probably lose a scholarship blah 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 like all this shit's going to yeah. happen so he's like of course he doesn't want to do that this is an interesting tactic it's like it is either piss in this cup or tell me who gives me the steroids it's like yeah. oh man so anyway they, i guess this guy snitched
1: yeah he definitely does but before we find out who he snitched about. We end yeah. up back at the lab in Cam's office. Do you want to talk about this or do you want me to go, go for it? I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this because we need to it's get through so it. It's so inappropriate. Yes. It's you inappropriate.
0: Go. It's uncomfortable. And just generally, why is this here? Why is this whole yeah. storyline here? It makes me just absolutely, it makes me kind of mad at the writers for doing this to Angela and Cam. As the kids say today, it's cringe. We're back at the lab and we have Angela confronting cam about leaving this talk screen file with her to leave for Ah Hodgins and Angela comes in guns a blazing. she's she's ready to go on like how unprofessional cam wants to do that. I'm not Hodgins assistant i'm not a secretary don't do that to me. And then Cam's like, okay, and then she, Cam starts hearing out Angela's argument that, you know, their personal life and their work life are different, and they keep it separate, and, you know, you shouldn't treat me like this way or that, like, we're, I have my job, he has his. While Cam is listening to Angela, she reaches over and picks up a CD thing and puts it into her uh, disk drive in her computer, and she starts playing the CD. And basically, Ooh. you start hearing like sex sounds like porno. Uh, 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 and it turns out. You got it. You CD, didn't need to
1: explain, but yes.
0: <laughs> this CD is her and Hodgins having sex in the supply room.
1: Ugh. And Angela
0: walks over to the computer watching this video of her. And, and, and Cam is sitting there watching this video. There's so many things like, first of all, Angela walks over and sees this and she's not even nearly as mortified as she should be no, like, this is not like, at all. she should be crawling into a hole in the ground. Like she should be trying to make herself invisible in this moment because she'd be, oh, yeah. I would be absolutely be mortified, devastated. It would just, I would quit on the spot and leave and yeah. not even say anything. I would just leave. I'd pack up I'd be my like, bags okay, and leave. Bye. <laughs> the fact that cam this is my issue was the last scene cam went to angela with the file as a resentful passive-aggressive way to overstep the
1: boundary and teach her a lesson this is crazy to me crazy and it seems to be implied that this is something that she's known about for a while
0: they should both be fired this is insane
1: she's like when did they put those in the closet? when when did they get that in the closet
0: When did they put cameras in the closet so then are we to understand that cam has this up her sleeve now from now on from moving forward from this apparently this episode not season two but season three cam has this up her sleeve so she can use it as fodder to have angela and hodgins under her thumb also why isn't she showing this to hodgins yeah, you would and think this
1: feels very sexist.
0: Wouldn't everyone know about this? Like hodgins will know that Cam knows. Yeah, and the security guard—is it our friend, the Chippendale? I wonder who, who saw this. Who
1: gave it? Because she didn't just find this out on her own. The security guard Do probably you think brought it. That her. security guard didn't show it to literally everybody in the fucking place. Are you
0: kidding me? For sure, he'd be like, "Hey, hey, Pete, come here, come here, come here, come here, come, this here, this come, come here, come here, come here, check this Look out. Look what they're here. doing. Oh, hey, Joe, Joe, come, come, come on. <laughs> hey, hey, get the popcorn. Let's have a party. Like, oh my god, <laughs> we're we're gonna watch a movie. Like, oh my
1: god, it's
0: Cam. Bad. Is so it's really bad. Satisfied. Cam is so satisfied with herself in this moment. She feels so vindicated." angela creeps away with the cd that cam says there's a that's the only copy yeah right prove it prove it sure (laughs) and i just i just don't know why this
1: is happening this is so weird to me it's a weird b plot and also it does date this back to season two yes because i angela i'm not hodden's assistant cam but you are his girlfriend Angela, the problem is that being his girlfriend is a personal, private thing, so they're calling her his girlfriend as opposed to his fiance or partner. Right, right. Very, interesting. it's very odd. So it's odd. very weird.
0: It may have been a scene from a totally different. Might have been a cut scene on the floor at some other episode. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I want. I, was I don't know who to talk to about it. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. It reminds me a little bit about what was the was it the no not the boy in the shroud the, the boy in the tree no oh god what, with all the what was the episode We're, yeah having all sex and they're like the okay let's have a viewing party watching through all these jesus sex tapes christ. <laughs> jesus christ it's like uh, okay okay so who who done it who's giving steroids to these boys <laughs> well no surprise mm. probably Uh, booth and brennan are walking down the hall of this university and george francis and colby page are chatting chatting about and uh yeah booth arrests uh george francis for steroids for uh you're under arrest for providing steroids that's not the right word anyway so He completely, he's like, what? No, he's my golden goose. I would never kill him because he's, like, providing steroids and you're also going to be arrested for murder. So, yeah, no, he has been giving um, steroids. Not so great. Seems like Colby is actually not using steroids, which would make sense because they took samples of all the kids, of all the basketball players, and it was only this one kid that was getting some other pee sample that was actually using steroids. It's not Colby. So, yeah. Mr. Francis was just trying to get him free student housing, which is nice, but he obviously was taking advantage. He was trying to, we're going to move on to find out why he was giving him steroids in a bit, and I'm not going to get ahead of myself.
0: You're so funny the way you do that. You're like, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Like you stop yourself from saying more. It's so funny. Yeah, Booth hates this guy a lot. So next we have uh, Brendan and Cutler in the observation room next to the interrogation room at the FBI where Booth is going to interrogate Francis. We learn that Colby, the young basketball player, is like a son to Cutler, Chief Cutler, because he's going to marry his daughter. Booth enters the observation room where Booth and for Brendan and Colby are talking. And there's some discussion about how being a jog is bad and Booth argues that Cutler would do it all over again, which Brennan finds like absolutely preposterous. Again, we're still on this line where Brennan doesn't understand sports for some reason. And then Booth and Cutler decide they're going to work together to interrogate Francis, like good cop, bad cop kind of situation. They leave the observation room and they leave Brennan behind and, and Booth's like, oh, you just leave it, leave it to the jocks, okay, Brennan? Like, he's just like, this whole jock thing he's being so bad but the jock who says that it's like not 1982 or 85 anymore like come on
1: (laughs) exactly okay we're saved from that pretty quickly. no we're not
0: we're not saved because the next scene is
1: we're saved because cam and hodgins are chatting in the next scene
0: yeah, but we're not saved because of A, the conversation. It's B awful. we have to go forward now. This is how we have to move forward. Yeah. With the not with the knowledge that Cam has seen Hodgins and Angela having sex in the supply room, and we're going to assume True. that Hodgins
1: knows this because Angela and Hodgins talk to each other. True. And but hasn't talked to Hodgins, hasn't talked to Cam to tell her. That he knows. Does she know that he knows? I don't know. So, okay. So he's been looking at some bugs. Very helpful. And he's determined that the lipstick that sorry that there is lipstick, blue lipstick, that was found on RJ Manning's penis. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna we're not gonna cut around it or jump around it.
0: No, because he was being given no. a big blowy, a big blowy yes, right before blowy. he died.
1: <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> but we get
0: to this in a creepy way. Hodgins is being creepy, 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 gross guy. He is and
1: creepy.
0: he's so creepy and gross. And this is where I asked, does Hodgins know that Cam saw a sex tape of him and Angela? No. Yeah, so weird. It, he's so creepy. He's like the
1: lipstick wasn't found on his lips. You know what I mean? It's I know. Like, yes, come on. Yes, we do. Everyone knows. It's, it's fine. I Let's move on.
0: Her face she's all over it. She's like, "Yeah, I get it." Like Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> but then it just get it gets worse. Because it gets worse. What happens to Angela? Ugh. Looking around in her office, looking around and putting the disc in. She's putting the CD in to her computer so she can watch her sex tape at work, which is preposterous with volume high up and Cam walks by and is like can you turn the fucking volume down are you kidding me angela what is wrong with you like be discreet and she's like she, she does not get the memo she's like you know this is actually pretty good like oh my god this is pretty sexy like oh i'm feeling god. pretty good about this sex tape oh
0: my god
1: and cam was just like uh, can we not it kind of gets thrown back in Cam's face a little bit because <laughs> instead of to being right like now, embarrassed yes, I want to
0: say this workplace is
1: <laughs> so unprofessional
0: is an unsafe nightmare it is unsafe in this place could you imagine if you work with somebody who had like trauma from their child like could you imagine Dealing with somebody who actually had real trauma, like whatever kind of trauma, whether it's like a physical abuse or sexual abuse or was, you know, assaulted yes. of some any, any way at all. And you're live, you work with these people, and you're having
1: to work with someone like that who's like Hodges. Sorry, I was Hodgins, going Hodgins again. And then Angela's giving him a him with, with the... some like... lip from blue <laughs> lipstick. <laughs>
0: oh. you know what. <laughs> In an HBO rendition
1: of this show. <laughs> we would see it. There happen. would
0: be a scene where Angela put on that blue lipstick. Oh, yeah. And went down on him 100%. It would be like
1: the end of the scene. The end of the oh, episode. end of the episode would of be the Angela pulling out the lipstick like. Oh, yeah. Whatever, bud. Oh, God. my God. Them like sneaking into the supply closet, like looking up at the cameras. Disgusting! <laughs> anyway, so now we're getting our interrogation francis is george francis is being interrogated and this guy until now he he showed up too much i think so i started to question him but he was doing all sorts of very nice things he was supporting the families he was getting free scholarships for people free housing he was supporting these players really like trying to make a difference for them right but yeah no this guy's a total (laughs) he was just taking advantage of these people and he's a total asshole (laughs) <laughs> so he, yes, he was providing steroids. Did he kill R.J. Manning? No, he says he did not. Right. He says that he had an agreement with him that as soon as he made it to the NBA, that he was going to get all these benefits out of him effectively. Um, And he was going to, uh, he calls it a little return on his investment. So he he justifies that he's in the right doing this that he that rj manning was an investment to him that he provided him cars he provided help to his family he provided this and that and this and all he expected was that if he supported him and gave him steroids and made him a success that when he made it big that he should get to benefit from that right which okay but no (laughs) No, that's that's not how it should work. I mean, there's to an extent, but you should this all the time steroids, though, steroids and stuff. Yes, they do.
0: If you've ever... Um, <clears throat> did you watch the Michael Jordan documentary on...
1: I started watching it.
0: Yeah. We watched, so I think we watched some, about half of it. Some
1: insight on
0: what happens when they're at that level, of course. Yeah. But, this is nothing. like it's Par college.: Yeah. But I just want to mention that this interrogation is happening in tandem, like so Booth and Cutler, Chief Cutler, yeah, are working together to basically get him to admit that he was dealing steroids and, if not, arrest, try to cock up some theory of yeah. him, how he and why he murdered R.J. I just want to say, at this point, this is where, I don't know if this is for you, but I was shocked knowing the truth in the ending of this episode. This scene is insane to me. Like,
1: this whole situation. There's two, there are two spots where I'm like, Yeah, what? Yeah. This is the first one, and then there's another one coming up.
0: I think I know the other one, too. Yeah. So... What was it? Cutler's theory was that RJ was going to confess to the coach about the steroids and that's why Francis killed him. Yes. I just want to mention as well that I would never have allowed this to get to this point before I called my defense
1: lawyer. I would have called no. my lawyer. There are no lawyers in this at all. We had there mega are no lawyers in the last episode. No lawyers. <laughs> no lawyers. No. Well, I, I wonder if that is because they're trying to prove that like they have nothing to hide but he should definitely have had a lawyer for sure. Um, Cutler is like totally hot headed. Yeah. He's basically forced out of this room being like, if you don't arrest him for the steroid use, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Like, whoa. <laughs> He's very intense. So we'll talk about this. I think we'll circle back to this scene a little bit later, but um, Yeah. This next scene is, again, very awkward <laughs> with Kim and Brennan and Angela. So they found uh, pre-seminal uh, fluid. All right. Let's, can we just skip over the point? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the whole point is they're talking about blowjobs, blowjobs, yes. blow blowjobs, blowjobs. They determined that RJ was getting a blowjob and almost, almost finished, but got almost absolutely finished. bludgeoned to death, bludgeoned to death before he could. And I'm asking. And he got spit on. Is this a nasty way to go or is this heaven? Like I don't know what the difference <laughs> is, right?
1: Depends on how close those two things were together. So
0: yeah, he gets spit on. <laughs> he's getting blunted to death. He's getting a blowy. There's a lot happening here.
1: Lots going on. And Brennan, <laughs> they're like explaining every detail about how this works to Brennan because she's like, <laughs> What?
0: She scientifically <laughs> breaks down a blowjob. It's so funny. I love oh, it's that. very funny.
1: <laughs> it's very cute. So yeah. we move on. We end up in a scene with Zach and Angela and Cam. Right. And they're trying to figure out how someone would have spit on. Wait, am I getting ahead of myself? They, um... Yeah, they, they think they no, no, They think that there's two people involved because yeah. so there's the victim, the murderer. And they're thinking, okay, this victim was getting a blowjob. And the person giving the blowjob couldn't have been the person doing the murdering, we think. So now they're trying to figure out they're they're going back and they're realizing, okay, and we gotta figure out who the person giving the blowjob was. Because RJ had gonorrhea. So they should be able to figure out how he got gonorrhea, and then they can figure out other things.
0: <laughs> right, patient zero. They're looking for patient yes, zero, basically. Patient zero. So,
1: Because maybe that's the person given the blowy? Perhaps. Yes,
0: because he's well, it, because the gonorrhea, the strain of gonorrhea, is the same as uh the guy who ha- covered it up for the guy taking his steroids yeah. that's what zach points out is that what you did yeah. you already say that i'm sorry
1: I, I did but not in a clear way so yes it's very helpful anyway <laughs> he just says if you
0: talk to this guy who has the same strain they probably had sex with the same girl blah, blah, blah. you know what I yeah mean?
1: So, so they're gonna go know. talk to edward decker the super dumb guy who had gonorrhea from the previous interrogation yeah and this guy is too much this episode, <sighs> this scene is too much. He is standing there naked. They go into the um the men's locker room at the university, Booth and Brennan, and it, this guy, Decker, is standing there naked. And he's like, you know what, like, man, I can't have her in the room with me. Like, I I think that she needs to like not be here. <laughs> if she's too hot and he like goes on to booth like basically they get her to leave i
0: like love how cover your
1: eyes or leave it's anyway <laughs> no you go
0: i know it's just the guy's so dumb He's i stand so like, dumb. and but and, and and brennan's like how did this guy get into
1: college like she just doesn't know how all these people go into college sports
0: sports 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 sports
1: sports is how uh, oh my god. He's so yeah. dumb. He's like, look look at my penis. I have nothing to be ashamed of. I have nothing to be nervous about.
2: Yeah.
1: Look <laughs> look at it. But also, like, please leave because you're too hot. It's He's such a douche. Anyway, but in a funny way. So he can't concentrate so either Brennan has to leave or she has to cover her eyes because and Booth is supporting this. But anyway, they need to get down to the bottom of this so I guess they're just going to let it happen. So Booth talks to this Decker guy, and it turns out that this guy likes to have sex with lots of people. He usually uses a condom, except that one time he didn't use a condom with a girl who he calls not hot. Mm Mm-hmm. Who was not hot? And this is when we find out that Brennan has been listening the entire time. She, <laughs> she never she left. Somehow, <laughs> she never left. She's she suddenly somehow gets her like the top half of her body above the locker and is like, Are you for real that after this whole situation, that was your big takeaway? That you had that poor thing, poor you, you had sex with a not hot girl. Like, give me a fucking break, man. <laughs> like, wow. who cares? Anyway, but they so they give her name, which is very helpful. It says sci Tutor Justine, who we will recognize from early days of this episode.
0: Yeah, she's and... at the beginning of the episode. She's the one who discovered the remains.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna go talk to her and. The the thinking here is that he wasn't just going around having sex with people giving gonorrhea to everyone. She would have given it to him, and that's and hopefully he's responsible enough to not go give it to other people. But anyway, that's
0: Who, the guy from the showers. Are we talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they okay. have to go talk to Justine, who's the poli-sci tutor that she basically she had sex with. The naked dude. I think his name is Eddie, the one in the locker room, as well yeah, Eddie as Decker. R.J. R.J. the yeah. victim. So, <clears throat> Booth and Booth wants to know where Justine got the infection because um, they're interviewing her about. Everything and she's well aware of her STI status, which she's being treated for. Yeah, uh, Brennan cannot believe she doesn't wear a condom all the time. Then states that Justine isn't smart at all, and that the university is terrible for having so many dumb students. <laughs> <laughs> Brennan, like, I can't believe she went to university not being aware that there are dumb students. There like are that, dumb people.
1: That not get everyone gets in. A
0: plus. Because their parents pay or they get a sports scholarship and they're not very academic. Anyway, then Booth asks her if she wears blue lipstick. Justine admits to having sex with Ed Decker and giving him gonorrhea on purpose because it turns Mm -hmm. out that RJ is the one that gave it to her. And she was committing revenge by giving it to Ed Decker to prove that to RJ that she existed because she felt like RJ treated her like shit after
1: they had sex. Okay, I just need to say something um that is illegal that is that is illegal
0: <laughs> oh yeah i never thought of that that is never super illegal.
1: That. yeah that probably happens have... all the
0: time with young people oh now. yeah anyway so um, yeah well, there yeah. was that guy who went around giving it uh hiv
1: to people remember like yeah well i guess gone if you're gonna get something gonorrhea can you
0: gonorrhea is anyway, treatable
1: it's treatable at least whereas if you get hiv that's not so good
0: Oh, it's treatable now. Like back oh, then, really? though, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, people have been living. They It's treated like a, especially since COVID, actually. But before that, people were on um, all kinds of different
1: medications. Oh, like antivirals sort of, and stuff. Antivirals, True.
0: exactly. And then uh, now with COVID it seems to have advanced HIV uh, research quite a lot, actually. Oh, yeah,
1: because of the mRNA. I do remember reading about this.
0: Yes, you're very smart.
1: I mean, I remember words sometimes.
0: <laughs> anyway, Booth and Brennan ask Justine for some DNA. They're basically accusing her of killing RJ. She's crying. Yeah. She's giving. Oh she's like God. crying, and she's using a napkin to wipe her tears and snot and stuff. And then she she gives them the napkin. And she goes, "Here, take it. Like, take my take snot. My snot. Take, take my, my tears." tears. And then she rips out this huge so tuft of hair out of her head. Hair. So violent. That's like how much hair gave I have it. on my whole head. Like she gave <laughs> the fucking hair to them and ran away. And I was like, Where are the lawyers? Where are the liars? These kids, I agree with Brendan. I agree with Brendan that these children are dumb.
1: They're <laughs> so dumb.
0: Just giving away all their DNA. It's okay. crazy.
1: No problem. Well, I guess. All these people have nothing to. They think they have nothing to hide because they're like, oh, "I didn't do it. Just take it." Oh. So, anyway,
0: um, what if your DNA is found like twenty years later somewhere, and that's like true. it pops up because it's you like, "Oh, commit a crime." There was this murder way back in the day, and we took your DNA. Like, do they have a record of that? Like, oh, we took it because you were a suspect.
1: That's weird. I think they probably do. Is they anyway. fine? Yeah, for sure they would because they have. All these cool cases lately, there have been some resolutions on them because of that.
0: No, but I mean, like, so they kept your DNA stuff. Do they keep it or they destroy it if you're determined, like, uh,
1: innocent? You know what I mean? Well, if you're innocent, or, or do I don't they know keep wrong. it on file? I would think they would still keep it on file, but maybe they're uh, not sure. ah.
0: so much Oops. wrong with this. Okay, now what's the there next is. scene, darling?
1: Okay, I think the purpose of this next scene, so Cam is talking to angela back at, the back at the lab and they determined that there's this that it's not just any blue lipstick that they're they're talking about the blue lipstick and it's not just any blue blue lipstick that they found the specific blue lipstick was is actually used by the college cheering squad for the atlantic state jaguars who is the cheerleading squad for the university we've been this whole time so I would have thought it would be obvious I don't know why we need a whole scene for this but that was the so anyway so sure enough they show up Um, to cheerleading practice where they're all in their full uniform. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the way they shot the
0: scene, I want to ask the director: Is this supposed to be sexy because they're wearing their cheerleading outfits? They're like, look. But I'm telling you, this routine they're doing is so lackluster and not interesting at all. That's what I I wrote.
1: I was like. I was like, do these actors even know how to cheer?
0: And I'm also like, they're all wearing blue lipstick. And this blue lipstick, Brittany, is so hideous. It's, like, so, it's, u- it's so ugly. It's
1: so ugly. awful. It's, it would match Don't um, ever Amy's... make me
0: wear blue lipstick.
1: Awful. It would match Amy's blue uh, eyeshadow from a few episodes ago, though. Oh, my God. This is terrible. <laughs> so all the cheerleaders they all cutler walks in with this warren and suddenly all the cheerleaders look so nervous like i don't i don't know why and so they end up swabbing they knew all they the, were coming they knew i they guess were coming. so but so they, they had to put on all their, all their uniforms you know. yeah exactly they had to look presentable <laughs> they needed to show off the routine <laughs> so they end up swabbing all these all these girls they have them in this big line and Booth and Brian are standing. They're
0: back at the lab. They all no, not took yet them. No, they took all the cheerleaders to the lab to get tested. They're in line. I thought at that the they're lab.
1: standing. It's at the I'll lab. Be-
0: I'm gonna show this to you. So go on. I thought on, it was in the happening?
1: gym. I watched this episode so many times. <laughs> that's oh why you're God. so messed up. My attention to detail is like not good. Okay. So, anyway, so we, yeah, we, they must be back at the lab. So they're all lined up. Getting their um, mouth swabbed, and at the very back of the line is Dallas. Miss attitude problem. Although Kelly loves My her, favorite. so we're gonna yeah, we're gonna <laughs> just let. She's probably gonna be her um, her king of the lab. <laughs> so she is. She tells Brennan and Booth straight up, like, yeah, I knew that he was cheating on me. I honestly didn't care because at the end of the day, he was coming home to me. And I was going to support him from going from his being a person who lives in an apartment who he can't afford and is getting paid for for him to living in a mansion with him because he's an NBA star. That is my long term. Pl- that was my long term plan. And then she starts crying. Oh, yeah, that's definitely yeah. the lab. OK, that's not ignore the me, Jim. That's the lab. yeah, that's the lab for sure. So they're in this line. They're talking to her. And she starts crying. She gets teary and turns away from them because she's saying that she would have had this giant mansion that he would have gotten if he was in the NBA, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, okay. and Brennan turns to Booth and she's like, okay, no. hey, wait, is she crying because she loved him or is it for the mansion? No, no. And Booth no. is like, Booth melds the mansion. No, no, no. She knows what she wants, I guess. listen. I'm going to tell this story in
0: from my perspective because you just heard Brittany's.
1: My we're perspective gonna rewind. is, give me a break.
0: Now we're behind, we go, <laughs> brruh, brruh,
1: brruh, brruh, rewind.
0: They're at the lab. They're all getting swabbed for DNA. RJ's girlfriend's last in line. Booth and Brennan saunter up to her and ask if she knows why this is happening. The girlfriend says she's well aware of why this is happening. This is where I said, I love RJ's girlfriend. I think I love her. She's so pragmatic and she figures out that Booth wants to drum up. She said, oh, I suppose your theory is that I was this incredibly jealous person and I wanted to kill him because he was, you know, having having a go at all these women, right? And then she explains to them that she knew exactly what she was getting when she started dating this guy and she had no expectations of fidelity. All she wanted was the future. She wanted the future. She said, I'll take the shitty apartment and the dorm room or whatever, but I also want this. Like this is, she was very driven and ambitious that way. My favorite line, she says to them, she says, RJ liked girls, all kinds of girls. I'm just one kind. I just thought that was like, wow. And Brennan asks her what kind of girl she is. And she says, I'm the permanent kind. I'm the permanent kind. And i just thought that was really cool there's a couple of good lines here there's another one later but
1: Mm -hmm. oh she's she's self-assured i liked her i thought
0: she she knew exactly what she was getting she was like you know what this is it like i don't know there's part of me finds this very okay oh we all don't all marry for love you know and it doesn't mean that she didn't love him like come on like it, it she just knew who she he was and just let him do what he needed to do for himself that's kind of an interesting that's an interesting dynamic i don't know like to each their own and mm-hmm. the fact that booth says that she wanted the mansion this makes me like a little bit like uh, okay booth it's like but she did like, well, sure she earned it though this is a business like marriage is a business it's a business proposition when you get into i mean okay i love you blah 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 here's our agreement whatever in terms of monogamy blah 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 fine but i just think it's marriage is business like you have to invest in each other and i just think it's
1: interesting i just i thought she was very strong that's true at this point they're just boyfriend and girlfriend too
0: like they're not, there's no, they're young, blah, 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 all that stuff. Like Mm -hmm. what if she wanted the house? She wanted stability. She wants something good. Like she wants to have children and she wants to raise them this certain way. And like, you know what I mean? Like whatever. This whole idea is that there is such a thing as what, what are like, there's a whole discussion these days about gold diggers, right? Like about women that are gold diggers. Mm -hmm. But, but I'm like, And there have been arguments that say that that is a misogynist term, that gold digging is women have had to suffer like so much or like we've had to accept and tolerate and compromise so much to a point where. Yeah, give me give me the fucking house. Don't don't (laughs) mess around like I'm doing this you know, this is a, this is our agreement. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel like, like it's really derogatory when they say it about women, Mm -hmm. but nobody says anything about the man who expects the woman to tolerate and compromise and do all this stuff for them with, for nothing. No, not for nothing.
1: Zach, Zach and Brennan are completely on board with you because we end up back in the exam room. Zach has finished reconstructing the skull and Brennan mentions to him. She's like, she made the decision, this Dallas girl made the decision to hang on to him, let him have sex with other women. And Zach is like, actually, this sounds very rational, this lady's thinking. And Brennan is like perplexed because she agrees that it's very rational. <laughs> Her thinking was very rational. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um, We find out here very quickly what yeah. the murder weapon is. And the murder weapon is a free weight. It had, they fortunately for um, us, the person who murdered this victim hit the victim exactly in the right angle to leave the imprint of the 25 pound symbol from the free weights in his skull. So yeah. they're able to go straight to, they go straight to the um, fitness room at the university and they look at the 25-pound weights. Sure enough, there's blood on them. So they for sure have their murder weapon. So. So. What about the saliva? And the loogie, as they call it. The spit. <laughs> so, two things. The saliva, it came, did not come from the same person as the person who spit on R.J. Manning. So the huh. person giving the blowjob was not the person spitting on him. Who was the person giving the blowjob? Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> because
0: holy shit. I was trying oh to God. send you a photograph of something, but I can't do it right now. So hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where are we? Oh, okay. So we're going to identify out-
1: the blowjob giver. Do we identify the blowjob giver at this point? We do. Cam has it on her screen and turns it around. Oh. A picture oh. of Celeste Cutler. Yes. Boom, 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 boom. Miss. Um, what was the word? What were the words that her boyfriend used for her? She's very, very loyal. Very loyal. Yeah, exactly. Very loyal. Have, we, so have you loyal. already
0: gone to the gym to look at the weights and the blood and all that stuff? Yes. We went yeah, to the gym. Yeah, so I just want to mention, the while I was looking for this photograph, because I was excited to see our friend Greenman, our lab tech from the <laughs> FBI, yeah? and we forgot to mention at the beginning of this episode that Agent Charlie was with us.
1: Yes. Agent Charlie Greenman, beginning.
0: two recurring... I love it. I love it so much. I see them. It makes me happy.
1: It's nice to have these recurring extras. I agree. I feel like they they add a a nice element of consistency. Not having completely different people all the time.
0: All right. So now after all this stuff. Yes. Next we have Celeste and Colby in the interrogation room at the FBI. They're holding hands. Brennan is swabbing Colby's mouth. Now, this is an interesting device the director used. And I'll bring it up in a bit. But they're holding hands. And they, the theory is that Colby killed RJ because he caught Celeste giving him a eight.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a good theory.
0: It's not bad. It's pretty There's also theory. a tangent they went on about how they set him up, like they did it on purpose, like so that he could kill him and get his job or whatever. Yeah. Regardless, while this is happening, Cam knocks on the door and interrupts them with some urgent evidence. Then Booth stands up and he's like giving the Colby and Celeste a stern look.
1: <laughs> and Colby's no longer holding uh, Celeste's hand at this point, by the way.
0: Well, this is where
1: I'm As soon as think... the news when of Celeste Brennan... blowing some other dude comes up. He's like I'm not holding yeah, your hand." Yeah, he stops holding her hand
0: after it's revealed all that it is revealed to Colby to Colby that Celeste was given RJ a big blowy yeah. and is being accused of it. Because and Brennan is so I love her. She's just like, well, it seems that she was performing oral sex. And then, Col- <laughs> and then Colby's like, Jesus Christ. You're finding out, like, this guy's dead. This is happening. Then your girlfriend's cheating on you. You're like, what the the going on here? Anyway, uh, this is when Cam interrupts. And that's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And it lo- seems that with the saliva they found, this big loogie they found, uh, there was a CODIS hit, which is this uh, database I guess they have uh, for people. I thought CODIS was just people who've been who are criminals.
1: I think it's people who've been. I think it's all people in the law enforcement realm. So I think it okay. includes it includes law enforcement agents. Makes as sense. Well. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. So that's and I'm sure so like the gives... secretaries and whatever, like everyone everybody
0: that works there. has to t- yeah. do these tests so they're they're put into this database. Yeah. So that's yeah. good. So next. Booth cannot believe this, uh, his eyes when he looks at this file. And, of course, it's revealed to us in the next scene. Booth and Brennan arrive back at the gym. And our friend Chief Cutler is sitting in the bleachers all by himself, wearing his uniform. Booth and Brennan walk in. They start having a talk with him. Cutler basically sings like a canary and tells us that Celeste celeste doesn't know it was him because she ran away when she heard somebody come in while it was happening like celeste is giving him the blowy look at me blowy and then the blowy. And she Tell hears a noise out. <laughs> she hears a noise like hey girl there and she runs away and then cutler yeah. was mad because he thinks that he thought RJ was a scumbag. He knew somehow that RJ had gonorrhea. I don't know how that's possible.
1: Throughout this investigation, it comes up, but I guess he would have known it before. That was part of his (sighs) motivation, I don't know. Or it's just just something that came up.
0: This is weird to me. I find it a little bit extreme. To kill someone because your daughter's giving them a blowjob. Like, yeah. I just feel like, okay, like, it's not really your business guy. Like, it's I think maybe out of your he was hands. drinking as well. I don't know what the drinking is. Or is that where the booze is? You're talking about I the booze? I think he must
1: have been drinking because the booze, like, he pours all that booze on him, right?
0: But that's so strange.
1: The booze is out yeah. of left field,
0: though, isn't it?
1: Unless it was an attempt, uh, to- hide or cover up the real reason <sighs> maybe he thought that if he had this booze on anyway, his body then they would think they just, that he was drunk i don't know
0: i just want to say cutler at this point we it's revealed that he has a gun and booth tells yeah. brennan to leave he's like you have to leave now brenny has a gun you don't have one you got to get out of here cutler wants to kill himself yeah booth- pulls his gun and tries to talk him off the ledge by mentioning his basketball stats and yeah, how great he was good. in
1: freaking college 25 years ago before he ruined his career because he got an injury but like who does that it's like britney doesn't have sensitivity britney <laughs> britney
0: don't kill yourself remember when you used to run marathons and <laughs> you like you used to and you were like and so stuff? fit you were like 20 years younger you were 25 years younger like yeah (laughs) but why does it have what does that have to do with now i killed a guy like jesus (laughs) it's like yeah remember kelly when your ass was an inch higher than it is now
1: (laughs) yeah So yeah, yeah I do it Th- thanks, doesn't thanks help for that. at all it doesn't help <laughs> at <laughs> all it makes me feel worse actually Booth. you're
0: making me feel <laughs> worse about my life choices well,
1: thank god Brennan was dismissed because she doesn't listen obviously and when she goes out of the room she ends up sneaking back in over by the bleachers and just as Cutler is about to shoot himself in the head with this cop gun uh she she sticks her finger or her hand in like the back it pinches her hand the back that would have anyway i don't know how guns work but it, there, it <laughs> stopped it from shooting it stopped it's it from the... shooting and it hurt her hand and it was bleeding and anyway he was able to booth was able to apprehend him she was able to take the gun away. They worked well as a team. The firing pin, I think it's called. I don't know. It's like with a caulking
0: thing where you caulk yeah. the gun. So she stuck her finger there. So it stopped it from squeezing, like from yeah. firing. So it couldn't
1: shoot properly.
0: So it couldn't shoot properly. and Which uh, would
1: probably be super dangerous when she actually removed her hand. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> that is so like i the fact that the gun did not go off and it was like oh sorry i'm dropping shit um the fact that the gun didn't go off and nobody died.
1: yeah oh yeah it's a miracle if that was today it would have totally been a disaster no it would not have worked but he'd be dead all is good he is now going to be a cop in prison Oh, so that's good he's him. not a cop though he's just a campus policeman he's not a real cop he wasn't a real cop no he was a campus police yeah chief. true it's not the same it's not the same not yeah which actually campus police chief why would he have been in CODIS
0: I don't know that's the thing that's I don't point. know I don't know about any of this I kept thinking because... that he was
1: a cop but no he's you're right he's campus police I guess we can ask hmm well, Booth and Brennan are going to end this episode at the Royal Diner, which is super yes. cute. The culprit but...
0: was apprehended and the crisis was averted. And now, where are we?
1: And now we're at the Royal Diner, not Wong Fu's. That's so season one. I
0: know.
1: And it's sweet. They're having this cute conversation. And Brennan is like, you know what? I was saying all along about all these basketball things and sports things and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Brent, you know what booth? You're actually a good guy. You're a man. You don't take these g- games too seriously. You're a warrior. And I know Wendy, that you are listen, a good guy. I'm going to because... stop
0: you. I'm going <laughs> to stop you right now. I know you're tired,
1: but this is you're I'm not letting you do this. No, mm-hmm. it is. No, I don't this think is no. nice. Okay she it is nice but booth let me okay booth you go it's still
0: mad that she calls jock stunted adolescence. yes even though they just closed the case they they ate a whole meal together like they literally are finishing a meal so why aren't they talking about this an hour ago anyway <laughs> it's awkward she said no i never met you booth i never met you and he says well i'm one of those guys she's like no no you're not." Here's another good line. Like you said earlier, yeah. you don't play at being a warrior. You are a warrior every day and you definitely are a fully developed man. And then he yeah. kind of shyly goes, okay, 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 okay. And then she goes, you know what? Even Cutler knew that you were lying when you said you yeah. treated women the way you did back in the day. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, there's no way he believed that. And she's like, yeah, booth doesn't believe her and then she points out that because booth remembered the full name of the girl that he fooled around with under the bleachers meant that he didn't treat women poorly for some yeah. reason like this somehow translated to her that because he remembered her it was that he didn't was,
1: just like
0: he, he was of
1: these women yeah exactly i okay i'm underplaying it because this is very season two it's sweet <sighs> yes but it doesn't but have that same sexual tension. Like, they're not talking super close. They're not holding hands. They're not, like... It's it's very clear that this episode, it ends the way it started. It's very clear this episode was not filmed in the same time period as yes. the other episodes. So, especially if you keep watching and let it, like, end the credits and go straight into the next episode. They look <laughs> completely different. Like, they don't even look the same. It's weird anyway what did you think it was
0: wacky the the whole thing i felt like wow what's going on here like you said with the dynamic between booth and brennan the whole cam angela hodges situation zach being fully engaged it was very oddly placed i want to know like from someone there has to be something somewhere that says uh what happened here because it's um yeah it's very strange a that it didn't Air last season. B, um, that they would put it here. It's very I wonder odd.
1: How often that happens, though, that they do well, film. Well, I know. I know they'll film scenes that they don't include. I know they also the shoot whole
0: episode out of order. Like I know that sometimes, like one might air at a different time. Blah blah blah. Like, but not the yeah. same. Like different seasons. I don't think I've never heard of that. Yeah. Like.
1: No, I haven't either.
0: Maybe you're right. Maybe it's common, but this is so out of place. Given that last week was the first episode. Well, given that last week was the first episode back after the strike. Mm -hmm. And then like so much time has passed since they filmed this episode.
1: I wonder if it's if they were expecting the strike to happen. So they wanted to have like a couple episodes in the bank. I have no idea. It is most curious and I no look forward to one expects a Spanish Inquisition. We have four more episodes of the season and then that's wild, it. wild, wild, wild. Mm-hmm. That's wild. It's crazy.
0: Kings and the rats, rats here are we the go. literal Kings rats. And rats. Kings and rats. The very Kings beginning. and rats.
1: Is that what you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. But yeah, let's go with it. The rats are the literal rats at the beginning of this episode. That rats are the rats that birthed its three babies inside a dead human body. Anyway, that's but also Celeste. Honestly, fuck her. She's horrible. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Why Celeste? She's horrible. She's like tries. She's like pretending to this guy that she's they're engaged. Like she's like i'm so in love with this this guy we're so close i don't like brennan she's not i don't like the way she's talking about you (laughs) meanwhile we find out that she was screwing around also what is the scene where you thought it was insane that cutler was involved considering he killed oh sorry yes when he comes into the um the cheerleading practice to give the warrant to figure out whose blue lipstick it was
0: like, to go through this whole case, to when he knows along, that it's his daughter, knowing that his daughter is the one, knowing that he killed the guy, knowing, 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 like, yeah. that's, like, and then this whole killing himself doesn't add up, like, the, no. the way he's all depressed. It and was so extreme.
1: Yeah. I'm just like,
0: well, but you are basically a sociopath the whole time, like a psycho yeah. who, like, went along and interrogated
1: people. And then suddenly, now that the gig's up. Now you have now remorse? it's like, oh, oh yeah, okay. no, no. Okay. I don't think Match he had any remorse. Celeste. I don't think he had remorse. I think that he was feeling sorry for his, himself and he was sad that he got caught. Who's your king? Wait, who's your rat? I had to think about this. Okay. Angela. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's so skeezy in this episode.
0: She was, she should be fired without any kind of severance package,
1: <laughs> the way she behaved.
0: <laughs> She's terrible. Like that stuff well, is like, that's brutal.
1: Oh, yeah. It's not good. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> Angela's my rat. Who's your king? okay i think maybe maybe it's colby yes is that your king too totally he showed so much respect i love colby i loved his character i love the way he was Uh, like listen i'm not i'm not gonna replace rj manning i just i'm not trying to to replace him i'm a team player I okay. wanted to hug him
0: and go, it's okay. I know. And, like, take him out for, like, breakfast and, like, tell me what your dreams are. Like, maybe he wanted to be, like, <laughs> an, accountant. Uh, an, an accountant or something. <laughs> he didn't want to play basketball,
1: you know? But he just did it so he could have a scholarship, so he could put himself through school.
0: Yes, yeah, so he could have a future. And then he was, yes. like, going to have a family. It was going to be all
1: nice. I just like, aww so nice he's so sweet i feel like can we have a special mention he's not a king of the lab but like thank you to zach for being season two zach i missed you (laughs) season three zach is a train wreck
0: yeah i was gonna say dallas as my king because i really liked her (laughs) but I decided on Col- Colby was my first instinct, but Dallas, I really like. I liked her because she was just very, so sure of herself, very confident. She was
1: very sure of herself.
0: And uh, I, she had no, no illusions, which is yeah. a nice thing in a, a, a young woman. She wasn't, uh, she's very pragmatic. Like I said,
1: so, I would, I wonder what percentage of these wives of, Oh, honey, um, come on, come on. Probably a come large on. percentage. Come on. The wives of these football come players, there's basketball no, players, etc. There's no way.
0: There's no way. It's like this whole thing with David Beckham and Victoria, right? Like, yeah. come on, come <laughs> on. Like these guys are mil- like multimillionaires. They're drop dead gorgeous. All those guys, like, especially on basketball teams, they're going to strip clubs, they're going to Vegas, they're going here, they're going there, they're, like, they're fucking around, you know what I mean? And it's, like, in more ways than one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just, like, a lifestyle. It's just a lifestyle. And it doesn't, like, mean anything. They just go pick up, pick up, pick up. Look at Kobe Bryant, for God's sake. Like, pick up, pick up, pick up. But, you know they have the wife and kids at home and they they're taken care of and the women have their own lives like they have yeah friends and they have stuff they do and they have and they have the real
1: housewives the shows whatever cities sure of course (laughs) yeah it's it's interesting honestly this episode this episode if it had aired in season two i think i would have really liked it
0: yeah season
1: three it was just out of place i still liked it but it was just very out of place i don't know what they would have replaced or what they would have switched it out for so
0: we've gotten nowhere with booth and brennan like it's a complete bottle episode that's just on its own yeah with no forward momentum at all i mean it had nothing to do with like any of the case like the gorma case or anything yeah right so it's
1: so out of place the Gormagon case is like the overarching theme of this season, but we have yeah. barely had any episodes yeah. with it. When so does it get solved? Interesting. Does it get solved next season, I guess? The very last episode of this season. It gets solved. Kind of. Oh, okay. not fully. Like, don't. Okay. Like,
2: <laughs>
1: ish. <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't want to know. I don't want to know there is some level of resolution
0: how's the next episode is it okay i i see there's a baby in the title
1: next episode's pretty good actually it's pretty funny funny with a dead baby it, it there the baby is not dead
0: <sighs> oh my god it's
1: just in a tree so oh my god <laughs> okay
0: on that note it's pretty good <laughs> on that note, thank you everybody for joining us for this episode on
1: Squidcast. Squidcast.
0: I'll just mention before we close: go to our Instagram, like, follow, subscribe, do all that stuff. Help us out. Tell your friends. Listen, listen, listen. Thank you for being here. We love you. We adore you. Send us an email. Check it out in our show notes. I have the email address there, and follow us, like I said, on Instagram and stuff. We love our social media. And thanks again. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at TheCrystalMethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. Cover art was done by Irena Dolance Stagen. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at SquintCast. Email us at squintcastpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time. Hodgins!